Hi, and welcome to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed, the no BS hustle-free podcast for business owners who outsource or provide outsourcing services. I'm your host, Rosie Shiloh, virtual assistant advocate and owner of Virtually Yours, the virtual assistant network. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. I'm so excited today. I have got referral marketing guru, Michael Griffiths, here with us today. Hi, Michael. How are you going? Yeah, doing fantastic. Thank you very much. Excellent. Now, I asked you along today because I I love everything that you do and I love the emails that you send out reminding everybody to, uh, to think about how they are using the relationships in business around them to to generate leads and not in a in a yucky sort of sucky way <laughs> but in a in an actual really practical and positive way so what what actually um got you into this sort of realm what what, what drew you to doing this sort of work like coaching people in this area yeah and i suppose um if we sort of just go back and after finishing teaching, we fell into a um, created the first business, which was a tutoring company, and that made sense. Teaching to tutoring that was the, the natural thing you did. Um, and then since then, have fallen into businesses where I think I've always just seen that there's a gap. So we had a we had a health product, we had mineral makeup, skincare products, we had toys, jigsaw puzzles, we had a marketing agency, and at the end of that marketing agency, I just went. I'm sick and tired of people just being ripped off by marketing agencies, charging huge amounts of money and getting very little. We need to teach people how to be able to generate referrals, opportunities, free leads into their business without having to spend a set on marketing. And if they want to, great, they can still go and do that. But if they can't afford to or didn't want to, perfect, they've got ways to be able to do it without having to do that. And I think that was the initial passion um, and drive was just sick and tired of, of big agencies, and not even big agencies, but people charging people three, four, five, ten thousand dollars a month to control their marketing and just being absolutely hopeless at it. <laughs> so, no, there's a better solution. Let's give people a better solution. I, I t- completely agree. And and thinking about the way that you teach people, um, the way marketing companies come in is a really sort of inauthentic way to market your business if you're not doing what you teach people to do already anyway. Yeah, very true. Um, I've been saying for years, and, and I think the rest of society is starting to catch up, that you're not in business to business, you're not in business to consumer, you're all in human to human, mm-hmm. and people buy off people they know, like, and trust. So you can throw out direct mail, you can throw out Facebook ads, you can throw out SEO, you can throw out all those things, but still if you don't have a human element to what you're doing and getting people to understand, know, like and trust you, they're still not going to buy from you. So there is so much more than just getting seen. Yeah, absolutely. So how do people go about generating referrals? Yeah, um, and I think this is where what I love to go deep into is it's just a lot more than just simply going, I hope someone might give me a referral. Or if yeah. I turn up to a networking event, I hope someone might remember me and then all of a sudden someone will come to them and go, oh, I'm looking for a such and such and then they'll remember you. That's how it seems to be portrayed as that's what you do. 
that's a very long, hard slog to be doing that time and time again, hoping that you might get remembered. So we talk about, hey, take responsibility for building your own referral teams. Uh, find people who sell to the same people you sell to and you don't compete with one another and you have structurally structured agendas that you follow every week or fortnight or month where you actually are strategizing how you help each other rather than, hey, crazy, let's go catch up for coffee and 60 minutes later we go, great, that was lovely meeting you and we walk away and we just hope that something might happen. Well, it's, we don't have the time and it's a waste of time. So it's really about just being more responsible in the actions that you're taking and just being more strategic around the conversations you have, uh, the agendas that you follow and the processes. And I think that's what I absolutely love is that um, just over time and, and through evolving and being able to just sort of tweak things, it's understanding human psychology and behaviour as well as I do with business and marketing as well as we do and combining those two nicely together. So uh, first thing I always say to people, if you want more referrals, go and find people who can actually give you referrals. So <laughs> go and find referral sources and don't just rely on your clients. So what about, you know, if, if you're online and people start talking to you and saying, um, hey, I think that, you know, your target market is like, you know, is my target market, can you promote me? Why doesn't that work? Yeah, again, it comes back down to no like and trust. And it certainly can. I'll give you an example of something that we did just earlier this week. We're across our social media and we, we put up, hey, we're looking for five people who are, uh, working with either business coaches or consultants or professional service businesses who would like to be able to collaborate and cross-promote one another. Reach out if that's you. We had nearly 100 of responses of people reaching out. So we've got enough to last us for the rest of the year if we wanted to plus into 2019. But are they all going to be the right fit? Are we going to be happy to do that? No, but at least that's the starting point of evolving your relationship with them. So um, two ways of thinking. There is a, I trust you straight away until you do something wrong. That's mm -hmm. my way of thinking. Or there is a, I don't trust you until you do this and this and this and this and this and get all the ducks in a row and really you may as well just give up because you're never going to trust somebody. So <laughs> when you're the first way of trusting, and I believe that most people are, um, that just being able to do one small thing for each other, that's a great starting point to then enhance and start the relationship. And then from there, if communication was good, the follow-through was good, it was actually fun, they're the sorts of things that I'm looking for. If it's hard work, I'm not interested in that. Um, so you sort of create your own little rules around what is a good partner for you. And if people start fitting into those rules and that mould, then brilliant, you're away and you can then start doing things with more people. So a lot of it comes down to your own mindset. A lot of it comes down to the network that you actually have around you, whether it's good or not. And then it comes down to, yeah, what are you prepared to be able to do to start the relationship or move the relationship forward by helping others at the same time? Okay, so, so it is more about... Um 
providing opportunities for other people. Um, so saying to them, for example, look, you know, I've actually got the same target market as you. Would you like me to promote you to my network members in return for, um, you know, this value add that I can give to you? So I've got an article that I think would be beneficial to your audience, you know, something like that. Yeah, correct. And, and that's a mistake most people would make. Like I saw one excuse my language, moron um, this morning, who said, I'm looking to get on podcasts. Well, like, good on you. Yeah, oh, let God. me reach out and let me just help you. We twist <laughs> that around and it's like, well, what can I do to help you first? And when you come from that position, it's amazing the amount of opportunities that you're going to be able to create because it's, it's all about win-win. It's all about I help you before you help me, one of our bigger mottos that we live by in life. It's all about how do we do things together rather than, hey, Rosie, what are you doing for me? And what are you doing for me next month? And what are you doing for me the month after? It won't be long before that relationship finishes. <laughs> it's already over, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. It's so true, though, and, and I love that. You know, it's it's massively about just communicating with people and building that those relationships and being honest. But some of it is um, is having to be brave enough to step up and do that. You know, do you do you come across a lot of people who really struggle with approaching someone with um, a, you know a value offer and then saying, look, you know, is this something that you can do for me? Yeah, all the time. Um, even our own partnership club guys struggle at times, and I just need to give them a bit of a boot along to make sure that it, that it happens. Um, we we are always the bottleneck um, in in everything in our business. We are always the bottleneck, and this is just another example of us being the bottleneck and being in the way, and we need to get ourselves out of the way. So if you can't do it, then find somebody for five hours a week to do it for you and just get you out of the way of being the bottleneck. So that becomes then the easiest solution. If you're just hopeless at reaching out and asking people and creating that first conversation and you're all worried about what's going to happen next, good, don't do it. Just get someone else to do it because someone needs to be doing it for you. Yeah, outsource it. Nice. I'm all about that. <laughs> Hold on. I love it. I love it. So you're talking about having a community, like a little team, it sounds very much like the whole B&I concept, but much more actual um, planning and, and strategy involved. Would that be correct? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, when you put agendas where you are actually helping people week in, week out, rather than just simply catching up with people week in, week out, it takes it to a completely different level. Yeah. And I think that's... Um, what I've always liked and appreciated, and that's me as a personality and a purpose and a person also. I can't stand turn up to something and just wasting time and effort. So I think it's that as a personality into well, how could you then take that if we spent the next ten minutes together, that we both achieve more stuff for our business, and when that happens, well, what happens then? Our relationship improves. Uh, we want to do more for each other. It's actually exciting to be able to catch up with each other rather than what traditionally happens where someone might or might not do something for you and the relationship ends up fizzling out and dying just simply because you go, oh, why bother doing this again? It didn't work last time. So it's those little tweaks that make this just a lot more powerful. Yeah. So it's, it's like finding your ideal client. You need to make sure you've got the ideal fit for your referral partners. Spot on. Yep, yeah. exactly right. 
Yeah. You sent an email out this morning that I really liked about going to networking events, how everyone that goes there just wants to talk about themselves. <laughs> so it's kind of a bit of a conundrum because we go there to network and to try and build our community. Um, but at the end of the day, everyone that's come in there is, is a bit focused on themselves. Um, not everyone, most people are focused on themselves. Um, I talk to people about going to networking events to build their community. So not looking for clients, looking for, um, you know, people, yeah, the referral partners, people you can learn from. I've met two of my best friends through networking. Um, so, you know, you can find friends. <laughs> it sounds a bit lame, but you can find <laughs> friends at networking events. <laughs> So if you're going to a networking event and you, and you, you think, oh, God, everyone here just wants to talk about themselves, um, what, what would be your approach if you go into to the event to make it yeah. worthwhile? So I'll sort of backtrack and put it in a bit of context. That, <laughs> uh, so many conversations in the past week of people going, well, the way I get clients is going to networking events. That's an awful lot of events you have to go to to be able to get clients because they're going there to sell their stuff. You're going there to sell your stuff straight away there's a mismatch and how many people at that event out of the 30 that are there really are needing the solution that you offer and are willing to pay for the solution that you offer. You might be lucky if you find one or two. So straight away, you've got to go to 5, 10, 20 events a month just to be able to generate 10 to 20 um, qualified leads and maybe pick up 5 to 10 sales. You did that every month, it'll be a year before you're burnt out and you've had enough. So it's just not logical or feasible to make that your lead generation strategy only. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't go, but if that's the only way, no, nah, you need to have other ways. When I go to, to different events, it's not about selling anything. It's about being able to just simply go, how do I create conversations not knowing where the conversation will go and just being okay with that? So uh, but I tend to be able to sort of before going set a simple little goal. As soon as I get there, I'm done, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour or two hours. And it's about how do I find six good people that I'm going to have a conversation with in the coming days, week, where I feel we can do either uh, collaborate and create win-wins with one another or might be great at opening doors for one another. So when you go and you remove the I'm selling to you uh, way of thinking, which is unfortunately why people go to networking events, all of a sudden you can create a lot more. I meet Rosie at a networking event and I try to sell. Oh, big deal. I've got one sale. I meet Rosie at a networking event and then all of a sudden realise that she has a whole network similar to the networks I want to talk to well, Rosie might be able to create 5, 10, 15, 50 sales for me. That's got to be far more productive of going as an outcome from the event than just simply one sale where it might or might not happen. So it's just a tweak in, in thinking and the purpose of why you go to events. Yeah. I've always thought of it as, yeah, building your community, building your sales team, and you're exactly right. That is your referral team. Um, and, and having a chat to them, but taking it to the next level and being really proactive about generating those referrals. So, so if people want to learn more about um, doing that strategically, how, how do they go about that? 
Um, there are a whole bunch of resources around building your teams and networking and creating partnerships. Uh, referralmarketingguru.com.au forward slash resources. And then people can just pick and choose whatever resources are relevant to them because there's a whole bunch there on the page. A um, whole bunch of good videos that are there too around exactly what we just talked about at networking and how to be able to generate uh, business from networking without actually having to sell at networking events. So, yeah, referralmarketingguru.com.au forward slash resources is the best place to be able to just pick and choose what is most relevant to you. Beautiful. I'll make sure that that's included in the show notes. Um, so if I'm just going to hit you with all these questions yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone <clears throat> says, all right, well, I'm going to go to a certain amount of networking events to build my referral team, but I want to build my referral team in other ways, what other ways would you recommend? Yeah, um, go to networking events because you like to and it's a good way to interact with others if you don't get to do that on a daily basis rather than you have to. If you're going because you have to, then nah, you, you've got to change. Um, so I only want people going if it's, it's a, if it's a passion and they love it and they get to go out and actually meet people and that, that's a good thing for them anyway then perfect. Social media these days and technology allows us to reach whoever we want, wherever we want, wherever we want, and that's how you should be building your teams and that's how you should be building your networks because I can be pretty much in a space of, let's just go networking events, what, about 90 minutes? So in 90 minutes, I could grow my networks, have good conversations, be collaborating with at least 50 people in that time. You can't even come close to doing four or five if you're at a physical networking event. Mm. And that's the difference. So it is so much faster and so much more efficient doing things through technology and through our social platforms. And that's what I'd encourage people to do first. And then you throw in the offline experiences as a second thing. Okay, lovely. Now, if, if I wanted to approach someone to do some um, collaboration and and you know, mutual referral type stuff. I know that's really technical lingo there, just get yeah. your heads around that. Um, <laughs> what are some of the things that, that I can do? I mentioned before about, you know, providing um, like a blog that would be relevant to someone else's audience, you know, um, and obviously what we're doing now where you're sharing your knowledge to, to my audience and my audience get to see that you've got this skill set. What other things can people do to sort of help each other out in terms of generating leads? Yeah. So there's, there's no rhyme or reason. Just just think, how do I put people into my leads bucket, click data, and how do I get more exposure to the right sorts of people? So if you just simply ask those two questions, that then allows you to come up with pretty much anything. So there's no right or wrong, just as long as it's putting people into your leads bucket and it's giving you more exposure. So you just simply ask those two questions and come up with whatever you want to come up with. Some people love writing. Some people prefer video. Some people prefer audio. So there's, it doesn't matter. I prefer just being able to take a phone and be able to, um, yeah, camera, live feed, done. Where <laughs> other people hate that, but they could whip out 800 words in 10 minutes, where 800 words for me is going to take me an hour. So I prefer just to be able to speak. So whatever your preferred way is, is brilliant. Just keep making sure that it's going to give you exposure and it's going to be filling your leads bucket. 
So with that, then you need to, is, is there any point in doing this before you know who your ideal client is? Um, no, you, you certainly need to know who your client is. So therefore you can be finding out whether they have those people in their networks or not. So if you're creating opportunities with people who don't have the ideal person you want to work with, that's a waste of time, effort, money. So yeah. that has to be your starting point. Excellent. Um, all right. So do you have any final tips for anybody who wants to build referrals um, and at the moment is going, oh, my God, this makes me really nervous? Yeah. I think in the end, no matter what you do, you're responsible for it. <laughs> you're responsible for creating the business that you want. You're responsible for pretty much taking action or not taking action. But most importantly, you're responsible for getting yourself out of the way. And that's probably the big thing that stops most people getting to where they want to get to. I look at, at the guys we've got around us and the impact that they're creating around the globe. And that's what excites me the most. If someone wants to do that, that's where I really just get excited. But to be able to do that, they've got to first get themselves out of the way and not worry about all the external things, but just be driven by what their vision and what their mission is. And I would say, just go back to that. Why did you first start? What was the purpose of starting? What did you really want to achieve? I ask this question um, when I'm speaking to people before even allowing them to come into anything that we're doing. We just go, why now? Mm. Like, why all of a sudden have you waking up going, now's the time? And when you get down to that real reason, and it's not because I want to make money, that's not the real reason. There's a layer underneath that and probably underneath that and probably underneath that. And when you get down to that, you're always going to get yourself out of the way because you've got a bigger driver than yourself. And that's what you need to hang on to day in, day out. Like when I even just talk about now and the impact that our guys are making and we've got people who are travelling all around the globe speaking at conferences and changing people's lives in whatever field that they're doing things in and being able to build teams and therefore that has a ripple effect down into societies and hiring people and being able to put roofs and food into people's mouths and to think that we have our small piece to play to help that happen to make society overall better. That's what makes me get up day in, day out. It's got nothing to do with programs. It's got nothing really to do with referrals. It's got to do with helping be able to make an impact. And when you get to that, you'll get yourself out of the way and you'll just get this stuff done. Oh, I love that so much. I absolutely love that. And I, I, I found it was about two years ago, I've been in business for 14 years and about two years ago, I finally sort of really got a, my head around my big why and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And every time, and I do the same as what you just did then and I could feel it. When you look at that instead of the day-to-day, -day, you look at your big why and then that's how you put yourself, you just, yeah, get out of your own way because it's so exciting and it's so much bigger than you, yeah. um, but you have the power to make a difference. So um, that is awesome advice and, and hopefully that, you know, gets other people as excited as it gets me because I just, yeah, I love what I do and I wasn't, I don't think I loved it as much until I realised why the hell I was doing it. And as you said, it's not about money. It actually doesn't come into it at all. No, correct. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, on that note, on that very positive note, we're going to wrap up today. And I want to thank you so much for coming along and having a chat to my audience. And we will put some links in the show notes so that people can cyber stalk you and, and put you on their referral teams. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Fantastic. I'm always open for a good bit of stalking. Oh, I like it. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm a massive love of online stalking. I think it's brilliant. All right. Have a fantastic day. Thank you again. Absolute pleasure, Rosie. Take care. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for listening to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. Between now and our next session, I know you're going to be hanging out to take some action on outsourcing in your business. So head on over to virtuallyyours.com.au and you can download some information there about the best ways to outsource for business growth. If you're a virtual assistant, make sure you join us. We have an amazing virtual assistant community at Virtually Yours. Aussie VAs connecting and helping each other grow. Have a fantastic day and I'll see you at the next podcast.